Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show right here on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network. ClevelandSportsFan.com, Apple Podcast. Thanks for listening. What a Super Bowl weekend it was, baby. Who they? Who they? Who they say you're going to beat them Bengals? They lost. Bye-bye. See you next year. See you later, Joey B. See you later. See you later, Bengals. Bengals. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show, baby. Woo-wee. I, you know, before we, before we jump into anything, um, like always, shout out the Burning River Buckets. Huge win. Swept the Akron Aviators uh, this week. Or um, this past week, excuse me. Aren't you just kind of glad that the uh that the football season is over NFL it's all it's all done I'm, I'm 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 talking to you cleveland i'm talking to you cleveland if you're listening on the west coast and and, and you're all about LA and, it, and you know have at it whatever good for you if you're if you're you know a browns fan aren't you kind of glad are you kind of glad that it's all over with was this not the most disappointing season in the National Football League as as a Browns fan. Was it not? Think about it. Think about it for a second. You've got a team in the Cleveland Browns who has the highest expectations in most of my listeners' lifetimes. My lifetime for sure. The highest expectations this year for the Cleveland Browns. It wasn't playoffs. It wasn't division. It wasn't AFC championship. It was Super Bowl. Cleveland Browns Super Bowl. We believed it. I believed it. Hell, I believed it. In in 25 years, I have never once... In my life, said the Browns were going to win the Super Bowl. Never. Never predicted it. This year, I really meant it at the beginning of the season when I said the Cleveland Browns are going to the Super Bowl. And those damn Bengals did what we were supposed to do. 
I'm not going to get into that. You can listen to last week's podcast, The Burley Gunner Show. I talk about that. But as far as this season, that Super Bowl contender, they didn't even make the playoffs. And then you watch those damn Bengals go to the Super Bowl. So really, and Tom Brady retires to top it all off. For me personally, that hit that. I mean, that hurts. So for me, this was the worst season in the NFL. As a fan, as a fan watching, this was the worst season of the NFL. But there's two things that you could take away from this season. A, Joe Burrow still is winless against you. And Joe Burrow lost in the Super Bowl. Maybe a Super Bowl hangover. I'm calling it. I am worried. What This is all I'm going to say about the Bengals. I am worried because I saw the Browns do it. They are two or three free agent signings away on the offensive line from being like, damn, like, wow. Because they would have beaten... They would have beaten the Rams had they had a good O-line. I mean, they, they, they were totally outmatched. Joe Burrow threw the ball quicker than he did all season long against L.A. I mean, they, they were in his face. They have seven sacks, L.A. did. But ultimately, I, I just don't, I don't see the Bengals getting back there. With 10 wins, they struggled with a lot of them. They lost to some bad teams. It, they got to sure up the offensive line. I know you've heard that. I don't need to preach that, but that's what it is. All right, I'm done with Cincinnati. We'll see you next year. We'll see you next year, Joey B. When Miles Garrett and, 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 and yeah, never mind. I want to talk about the Rams. First, I'd like to congratulate the Rams. I'd like to congratulate OBJ, who didn't sandbag in Cleveland. Hearing a lot of posts about he's sandbagging Cleveland. Not true. He didn't sandbag in Cleveland. He did everything right in Cleveland. Worked his ass off. OBJ, congratulations. LA Rams, congratulations. Aaron Donald, congratulations. McVay, Ramsey, all of them. Hell, Jefferson, congratulations to you, sir, and your new baby that was born after you won the Super Bowl. Wow. Could you imagine that? But I don't really want to talk about the Rams winning the Super Bowl. Because I think we all kind of expected that to happen. The game went exactly how the experts projected it to go. I want to talk about the fact that what the LA Rams did to get into this situation. Think back a couple of years ago. Young, you know, young team, they're putting up 50 points on the Chiefs Monday night. That high, you know, high-powered offense, great defense, you know, a great defensive line, a great O-line, a great young head coach. And they had a number 1 draft pick in Jared Goff. He went to a Super Bowl, actually. They moved off of him. They shipped him over to Detroit. They brought in Matthew Stafford. And in the first year, he won a Super Bowl. Why am I saying this? 
Because Cleveland, the Browns, I mean, are they not essentially the Rams from a couple of years ago when they had golf? They are, I mean, the Browns are a quarterback, an elite quarterback play away from winning a Super Bowl. I could name you five quarterbacks that if the Browns had this year, they would have won the Super Bowl. If they had Rodgers, if they had Brady, if they had Wilson, if they had Deshaun, they would have won the Super Bowl. If they had Josh Allen, more more than likely. Hell, if they had Joe Burrow, I, I, I don't want to go as far as saying that, but I, damn, it looks like it. It does. It sure does. The Browns are literally a a an elite quarterback play away from dominating, having two losses in the regular season, smoking everyone in the playoffs and winning a Super Bowl. A- LA did it. They just did it. They are they were buyers. They weren't content. They didn't say, "Well, you know, the St. Louis Rams, they were pretty bad." You know, they were pretty bad at one point. So if if we win, you know, if we make the playoffs and, and win a game, we, you know, we're good. No. They were in the Super Bowl. They were in the Super Bowl with that number one quarterback they drafted, Jared Goff. And they said, you know what? Uh-uh. Let's move off of him. Hell, Arizona did it, and they and and they they didn't win a Super Bowl, but they, look what the Arizona did. I guess that's a, not that you know scratch that. That's just not a very good comparison because Baker and Jared Goff actually have played in the league longer than you know. Uh, uh, what the hell is his name? Sorry, I even brought it up. Uh, 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 Rosen was it? Was it Josh Rosen? Okay, just pretend I didn't even compare that. But it's the same thing, L.A. and Cleveland. They could go into the next season with Baker Mayfield. He could he could prove us wrong and, and be, well, not me specifically, because I, I lean towards the Baker injury thing. But he could prove a lot of doubters wrong and, and, and sling the ball across the field and, and get throw 35 touchdowns and, and limit his interception ratio. I get all that. But can he, can, he, can he go win a Super Bowl with this team? Maybe. I don't want to take a chance, though. I don't, I don't want to take a chance, though. Honestly. To, I mean, honestly. Look at what Joe Burrow had to deal with this year. Adversity. So we already know Baker Mayfield's not Joe Burrow. Right? Because essentially Baker's got to have all the pieces you know, right there, because he's had good teams. He's had good talent. There have been issues per season, whether it was the coach, whether it was lack of weapons, whether it was defense one year, whatever. But Joe Burrow essentially had, like, Jamar Chase and, and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, and that was really about it, because the offensive line didn't do anything. The defense was all right. I, I'm just I, I'm I'm all for going and drafting some more talent, whatever. Get receivers, run it back with Bake, 
but we're taking a chance. Why not offer Aaron Rodgers, you know, whatever he wants and go for it? Damn it, go for it. There's a good chance Aaron Donald retires. The Odell Beckham Jr. might not return. Well, the, the Rams are not going to be the same team more than likely next year. They're going to have to figure something out. They're definitely not going to be that same team for the next three to four years. They understand that. Rekindle. Rekindle. It, 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 I'm sick of this this mapped out plan where we should win a Super Bowl, you know, in the next five to seven years. So screw that. I don't want that. That's not what I want. I want consistent trying to win the Super Bowl every damn year. That's what I want. And, and I don't know, and I've said this multiple times on the show, I don't know that Baker Mayfield's even in the top five AFC quarterbacks, let alone the whole National Football League. AFC alone, is he top five? Is he top five? I mean, I put him right there at five. I would put him right there at number five. And you could make an argument five or six. But, I mean, Joe, that, that's not Burrow. Burrow is his, his, his... The reason I don't think the Bengals won't be back next year is not because of Burrow. It's because of the front office. Because that is literally one of the worst organizations in the National Football League. So... I don't trust that they're going to do what they have to do to, I'm not saying they're going to ruin Burrow. They could, but I'm not, but I don't think they're going to do what they have to do to get back there. I don't even know if they're going to get back and do what they have to do to get back to the playoffs. They have the number one schedule next year. I, I just, I'm fine with Bake. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with running it back. Sure. Whatever. But the thing about it is, if if it's there, if Rodgers is at the, if he's available, or if Russell Wilson is available, even though he's not my ideal quarterback, because I want a, I want a bigger pocket sort of mobile, like Josh Allen. I've said this multiple times. He would have been perfect in Cleveland, cold weather, cold weather city. Plays eleven games a year at least in cold weather cities. You know it. Bake would be perfect with the Saints. Bake would be perfect with, with, you know, the Cardinals. You know, he's been good here. I'll give give him a go. But if one of these guys open up, if you can go out and get somebody, I, I would. If you can get me to the Super Bowl, do it however you want. I don't care about the future. Just give me to a damn Super Bowl. That's all I have to say, okay? And I am done, I promise. That was it. No Browns talk for a, a, a month at least. Unless it is, it would have to be like breaking news. Like ESPN would have to be reporting this with the Cleveland Browns. Then obviously you'll get that. But I, I'm going to go one month Browns dark mode. Because why? We've got college basketball heating up. You know I love that. We've got um, Buckets playoffs. I'll touch up on that. I know some some of you care about that. I know some of you. Some of you deep down, you care about those Burning River Buckets. I'm telling you. Just give it time. I'm telling you. Just give it time. We've got um, the Cleveland Cavaliers. They, They have convinced me. All right? I'm sorry. They've convinced me. I'm not I'm not hating anymore. I'm sorry. I was a hater at first. I'm not a hater anymore. I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I'm really not. 
since the Browns, you know, haven't been haven't been playing, and I know I said I wasn't going to mention the Browns again, but since the Browns haven't been playing, I've been really watching the Caps, like every game, and 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 I'm telling you what, they they're more than a regular season mismatch. They could definitely win a playoff game. I, you know, I, I'm rooting for them to go to the finals, but I think that they are a, a couple of pieces away from getting to that point. But the fact that they were buyers at the trade deadline is, whoo-wee, that is exciting. That's exciting. And to be honest with you, the Bengals were just in the freaking Super Bowl. So if you tell me that the Cavs can't make it to the finals, I'm just going to laugh at you. All right? What's next? What do we do next? What shall we do next right here on the Burley Gunner Show? Again, thanks for listening. Cleveland Sports Fan Network. ClevelandSportsFan.com. Check out the merch. You can buy Burley Gunner gear. My Gunner gang. Where are you at? Where are my dogs at? Where are my dogs at? <laughs> ClevelandSportsFan.com Burley Gunner merchandise available now. You really thought Odell was sandbagging? Well, the first segment didn't take as long as I thought it was. I were, I really wasn't going to get into this. I know I mentioned it before, but <clears throat> for anyone who says that Odell Beckham Jr. was sandbagging in Cleveland, you're either a hater or you simply didn't turn on the TV and watch the Browns. OBJ did everything he needed to do in Cleveland. He did everything right. Everything. Everything. He got injured. Big deal. Everyone does. Name me, name me, you'd have to go one out of every 30 NFL players to find someone who's never been injured. All right. OBJ tore his ACL, worked his ass off, came back, was, you know, not, we've talked about this. He, he was not part of the offense. He was not featured like he was featured in LA. When he left the game in Cincinnati, when he was on the Browns, the Browns turned into a different team. L.A. was lost almost without OBJ. It, was, it made such a difference because they know how to incorporate OBJ into their offense. OBJ is a guy that needs to be used properly. I always say this. He needs to, he needs to get the ball close to the line of scrimmage. He needs to travel further on his feet then the ball travels through the air. Yes? Do you, would you agree? Can he go deep downfield? Yes. Can he run a 30-yard post route? Yes. Can he go up and get a jump ball? Yes. But what does OBJ, what is he electrifying in? What is he... Uh, excel in he excels in catching the ball two yards from the line of scrimmage and taking it to the house on his feet how many times have you seen that he's got one of the best set of hands in the national football league which leads to believe why many people think that he was sandbagging in cleveland but let me tell you this right now Anybody who thinks that OBJ was purposely dropping passes in Cleveland, you're insane. 
Anybody who thinks that OBJ wasn't trying his best to catch passes in Cleveland, you're insane. Now, what about the people who say OBJ don't doesn't even deserve a ring in Los Angeles? I mean, I get it. He came onto the season halfway through the year. He, you know, left in the first half of the Super Bowl. They pretty much did it without him. He was on the sideline to begin the season, and he was on the sideline to end the season. Are you going to forget the touchdown that he had in the first quarter? First touchdown of the game, OBJ. He had two receptions for 52 yards in the first quarter. If he if he doesn't get injured, he's going to have 100 yards. He might catch another touchdown, and he might have just won the MVP. That's the way that the game was going. So for anybody who says that OBJ doesn't deserve a Super Bowl ring, why? Why not? He deserves it just as much as Tyler Higby does. More, actually. If you want to be honest, if you want me to be blunt with you, Higby didn't play the Super Bowl. Higby's been hurt. Does he not deserve a ring? The guy who runs the social media accounts for the Los Angeles Rams, he's getting a ring. Don't tell me OBJ doesn't deserve his ring, okay? He got cut by the Browns. We don't have to get into why. You know why. We've talked about it. He chose to go to L.A. He obviously liked the fit there. He was an amazing fit there because him and Cooper Cup being on the opposite side of the ball, I mean, it was, you can't guard Cooper no more. You can't double-team Cooper no more because you're going to leave Odell. Someone's going to be, I mean, someone's not going to be able to zone out on Odell. It was a very, very complicated wide wide receiver duo to have to try to guard. And you're talking about OBJ sandbagging in Cleveland. The guy doesn't deserve a ring. He's a one-catch wonder. You're a hater. That's what you are. You're a hater. That guy caught the first touchdown in the Super Bowl. What if he doesn't catch that? Do the Rams win? Hard to say. Scoreboard would tell you no. Hard to say. So, can we can we get off OBJ's back, please? Can we get off OBJ's back? I mean, what did he do wrong? What did he do wrong in Cleveland? Hit us up on the Cleveland Sports Fan Facebook page. Tell us, what did OBJ do wrong in Cleveland? What's he done wrong in L.A.? Ever since he left New York, nothing. Nothing. Guy's done everything right. Has he been the best receiver? No. But he's done everything the proper way. Everything the correct way. He still has great hands. Still has great footwork. He's still fast as hell. Still looks swaggy as hell. Out there on the field. Fun to be around. Hell of a teammate. What more could you want? I apologize. I apologize that you thought... What did you think? You were getting Randy Moss? Is that who you thought you were getting? Hell. I mean, I said earlier he may retire. I don't know that to be true. 
But he's, I mean, sure, he's not Randy Moss. He's OBJ. He's a damn good receiver. Is he a Hall of Famer? I, I, no, probably not. Probably not. Could he be if he came back from another ACL injury? Possibly. If he puts puts on another great performance like he did this year when he was in L.A.? Possibly. Get off OBJ. For real. The guy is one of the best receivers the game has seen in the last decade. One of the most electrifying superstars that we have seen in the National Football League. One of the most polarizing superstars that we have seen in all of sports in the last decade. Did it start with a catch? Made with his one hand? Yes. Does that make him a one-catch wonder? No. Because he backed it up ever since. I mean, he he backed it up ever since. He got injured in Cleveland. What do you want him to do? What, what, what do you want? What do you want him to do? Not get injured? Sure, that's easy. Tell, tell, that, to, tell that to Andrew Luck. Tell that to Derrick Rose. Not get injured. Tell that to Joe Burrow last year. It happens. Number one, didn't sandbag in Cleveland. Did everything he needed. Two, definitely deserves the Super Bowl. He caught the freaking opening touchdown in the Super Bowl. Get off my guy. You know, the last time we talked, we um, we mentioned... The whole Kyrie Irving thing about how Kyrie was pretty much a toxic issue everywhere that he's been leading ever since his days at Duke. I mean, we talked about this last week. He went to Duke. Um, he played about eight games, got injured, toe injury, big toe. Um, he had to sit out the rest of the season. Duke ended up playing better at the end of the year than they started with Kyrie at the beginning of the season. Everything kind of transpired down and correlated down into Duke was just, I don't want to say better without Kyrie, but they practically were because when Kyrie Irving came back, it just didn't seem right. The Sweet 16 game against the Wildcats just didn't seem right, and Duke lost. And then he goes to Cleveland, and he's under 500 the entire time. LeBron's not there. LeBron comes, and they only win one ring out of the four years. Um, Kyrie was only there three times, so out of the big three, he was the one who had to be dealt. He goes to Boston. He's only there uh, enough time to drink a cup of coffee, eat a breakfast sandwich, and then bounce before noon. So you, you can't even really count that. Now he's in Brooklyn, and he's not getting vaccinated and this and that, and James Harden wanted to be traded. And that leads me to my next topic. James Harden traded from... It actually happened the day that, that we recorded the podcast. Um, Harden traded to the Brooklyn Nets. In exchange, the two big pieces were Harden for Ben Simmons. And there was some role players that go along with it. You know, Seth Curry, you know, is now uh, for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, you know, Andre Drummond, now with Brooklyn they got a couple first round draft picks one one clear in, in 2027 that is pretty much doesn't matter at this point a 22 first round draft pick it's unprotected and, and Philadelphia really all, all they got was James Harden they got Paul Millsap in the deal who won the trade at first when i look at it i'm like okay Brooklyn won the trade 
You know, Brooklyn's going to bring in Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is probably going to work better than Harden did with Irving and Durant, who are scorers. Ben Simmons can bring up the ball. Kyrie Irving is not really a a point guard in my eyes. I've always viewed him as a a shooting guard. He's such such a Kobe Bryant. It's not even funny. I mean, he's the closest thing that we've ever seen to Kobe Bryant since Kobe Bryant. Um, But now that I look at it, I mean going to take a little while for Ben Simmons to probably get, you know, into a, a groove, into a rhythm there in Brooklyn. Uh, Andre Drummond is a good piece. Seth Curry is a really good piece. But as far as right now, when it comes to winning now, I mean, the Sixers, I actually think this season, in the long haul, I think Brooklyn won the trade. When it comes to this year alone, just speaking this last, you know, couple of months of this NBA season, I think Philly won the trade. I think Philly won the trade. I really, really do. I mean, what what was Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons and Embiid didn't work. Why? Neither one of them was a, a neither one of them was a shooter. Embiid is a rebounding machine. He bodies people down low. He owns people down low. Okay, he he bullies people down on the block. So now you have a guy who who is like the polar opposite of Ben Simmons. James Harden can step back from deep and hoist a three up knowing if this doesn't go in, Joel Embiid's going to grab the rebound. It really wasn't the case for, for, for Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons needed the lane. What happens when Ben Simmons goes down to the lane? Oh, it's congested because Joel Embiid's down there. I mean, it's, I think it works very well, at least for now, at least for this season. I don't know how long James Harden's going to be in Philly. I don't know how long Embiid's going to be in Philly. I don't, I I don't know. I don't trust Philly. I don't trust the Sixers organization. As far as right now, this season, I really think the Sixers put themselves in a really good spot to possibly knock off Brooklyn in the playoffs. Just being honest with you. I mean, it does make sense for the Nets though. Like I said, you got Ben Simmons who, what is he, who is he, what has he lacked? He's lacked scoring productivity around him. Shooters. They tried when they, you know, they've had Redick, they've had Seth Curry. They've brought in everybody that they could think of to try to knock down threes. I think this works. I do. I don't know that it's going to work this year, but moving forward, if they could keep these three guys together, they should win a chip. You got Ben Simmons, who is, I mean, as close to LeBron as anybody in the league, minus a, minus a shot. I mean, he just can't shoot. He's not a great shooter. But now you got Kyrie and you got Durant who are going alongside of him, one on each side. I mean, good luck. That's a, that's a mismatch. And not to mention, you're adding size. The Nets are huge now. Look, how, look at the Nets. Look at their roster. Look, look at the height. Look how much height the Brooklyn Nets have now. I mean, your your point guard's six ten now. You got a six ten point guard. Your small forward six eleven. So without without mentioning your power forward and your center, you just got Drummond. Without mentioning any any big men, your your point guard and your your small forward are above six ten. That's a problem. That's a problem. It's a problem for the Cavs. And that's a problem for the Cavs. I don't know that I don't know that the Cavs want to match up against the Nets. I don't know that the Cavs want to match up against the Nets. Against against the Sixers, 
I think I think they match up really good against the Sixers. Not not so much the Nets. If you're talking Cavs ball, you want to talk Cavs ball? You want to talk Cavs ball? We haven't talked since Karis LeVert came to town. You want to talk Cavs? Sure. I'll be the first one to admit it. At the beginning of the season, I mean, I guess you could just say, I guess you could just call me a hater. I mean, it is what it is. Sure, I'm a hater. Um, it's it, it's not that I was. It's not that I hate the Cavs. First of all, you gotta you gotta think back when all this hype of the Cavs started. The Browns, who were supposed to win the Super Bowl, are fighting for their lives to make the playoffs. I'm sorry, I really wasn't worried about the Cleveland Cavaliers at the moment. I was worried about the Browns, football city, football town. You talk about uh, NBA championship in the city of Cleveland. Uh, try a Super Bowl. You think the you think an NBA championship in the city of Cleveland was impressive? Try a Super Bowl. You're talking about a football town. Was it hating? Okay. I also wasn't watching as much. I also wasn't watching as much as I, as I probably should have been. But ever since the Browns, I've been watching almost every single game, every chance I get. And I'll tell you what, they're more than a matchup problem. They're more of the, they're more than a matchup problem. This is I mean, they're no joke. This isn't this is not a fluke. The Cavs are not a fluke. They're I mean, they are trending in the right direction. They are not going to hover around a 500 team for the next you know, five to six years and get the eight seed and get swept every year. That's not what this is. They are really moving in the right direction. They have a young team. They have two all-stars on the team who one is probably, the, the one all-star they don't have is probably their best player in Evan Mobley. So you got Jared Allen, who's an all-star. You got Darius Garland, who's an all-star, both on team LeBron, by the way. Just want to throw that out there. So what what does this mean? They're going to be around. They just they were buyers at the trade deadline. The Cleveland Cavaliers were buyers at the trade deadline. Think about that. Would you think about that? They went out and got Karis LeVert for a bag of chips. All right. That's not the that's not what Cleveland normally does. That it ain't Cleveland. Sorry, but it ain't. They were buyers. The Cavs feel, and I feel, that the Cavs are a free agent signing and, and another, you know, B-plus pick in the draft away from really being one of the better teams in the East. Look how young they are. The, the guys on the team aren't even old enough to drink yet. You can't even go to a club. I mean, I'm serious. They, they're not, they're all under 21, most of them. You're going to have these guys for, you know, a long time. Four or five years. I'm not predicting anything. I'm not predicting a championship. I'm not saying that they're destined to, to win it all. But, man, they're, I mean, they're, they're as close as you, you want a, a team this young to be. Hey, you can't get much better at the age that you are. You know what they remind me of? The, the, they remind me a little bit of the San Francisco Giants, minus the fact that the Giants don't have all the young talent. I mean, they I, they just came out of nowhere. 
No one projected the Giants to make the playoffs. They had the most wins in, in baseball last year. I mean, the Cavs are flirting with that one seed like they're going to go and take it. Imagine that. Could you imagine the Cavs being a one seed? They've already beaten their 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 win total from Vegas. What was it, 28? They got, what, 34 wins. We're not even to the All-Star break yet. I mean, this was the most disrespected team in the in the league at the beginning of the season. And look what they're doing. And it, to be honest with you, it shocks the hell out of me. I understand that it's true, but it really does shock the hell out of me. Because if you think about it, the only thing that they did was they added Evan Mobley, and really they lost Colin Sexton. The team is not much different than it was last year. And it just makes sense. That, or it, I'm sorry, it makes no sense. What they're doing makes sense, but they're really not any different. They're trying to be a, a tall, lengthy, dominant. They're calling them the Twin Towers, really. Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, they're calling them the Twin Towers. So the Twin Towers are, I mean, again, it's more than a matchup problem. I can, I, I'm excited about it. I really can't say anything more. It's a matchup problem. 100%. Can they win? Can they win the finals? I don't know. Probably not this year. I'm rooting for him, though. I If Joe Burrow could take the, the Bengals that had four wins last year to the playoffs, to the Super Bowl, why can't my Cavs go to the finals? Why? Why not? Why can't the Cavs go to the finals? Maybe I'm being naive. Maybe I'm just being naive. Maybe I should just shut my mouth and stop talking about it. You're probably thinking it ain't ever going to happen. You know what? You're probably right. Whatever. It is what it is. Um, but they're damn good. They're damn good. They're more, they're, more than the, they're more than what you thought. They're more than what I thought. That's for sure. They're damn good, though. They're damn good. <sighs> Some really good college basketball games going on right now, live as I'm recording this, actually. Did I tell did I I've mentioned this before college basketball is just simply better than college football L listen to what we got going on right now tonight um Duke Wake Forest 74-72 currently Texas and Oklahoma 58-57 um Clemson and Florida State that's eh, more of a, a nerdy game for myself but you got Florida and Texas A&M Villanova is playing at Providence right now you still want to talk to me about, you know, college football, greatest thing ever. I haven't even talked about the games that haven't even started yet. Kentucky plays Tennessee. Wisconsin plays Indiana. Hello? Are you with the program yet? Are you are you ready to accept the fact that college basketball is the number one college division one sport? It's not even close. We talked about it last week on the show. You got these games every day. It's not weekly. It's daily. All right. You don't get the, you don't see Alabama versus the Citadel in the middle of the season. You know, whatever. Even interconference games anymore. They just stink. They just stink. Like. 
They, they, they do. Ohio State's beaten Rutgers and Purdue by 50. Every time Duke plays an ACC game, it, it, it seems like it goes down to the wire. Why? Because it's good competition. It's good basketball. That's why. They're barely beating Wake Forest right now. Wake Forest is the second best team in the ACC. Probably a bad example. But look. Just think about it. Think about what you're seeing. There's 30 teams in college basketball who can win the national title. In college football, there's like four. Maybe. Sometimes. Not really. I mean, Cincinnati was in the final four in the playoffs this year. They had no chance to win at all. So was there really four teams legitimately that could have hoisted the national championship in football this year? No, probably only two or three. College basketball, there's 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 teams that are unranked that could win it all. Teams that are unranked could win the whole thing. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. Uh, outside chance? Maybe. Could it happen? Yeah, it could. Because college basketball is the best. College basketball is where it's at. You you can't admit it. I don't know why. I mean, currently Duke's 74-74 against Wake Forest right now. 17 seconds to go. Place is jumping. Cameron's jumping. It's a regular season. And, 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 and it's not a must-win game. If Duke loses, they're done. They can't make it to the championship game like it would be in college football late in the season. So how is the game still entertaining? Because the game is entertaining. Because these kids play their asses off. Because these kids go out and they're... they're it's like the most consistent sport there is. You get the same thing, the same product. They play their asses off. They play their hearts out. They're playing for their future. That's what makes it so great. College basketball is where it's at. And you're not going to change my mind. I'm not sure what happened. Um, I was recording this podcast. I have the Duke Wake Forest game in the corner of my eye. I, I have no idea what happened with Coach K, but it, apparently he left the game with a, with an illness. Uh, allegedly, I'm not. I'm not sure what. I'm not. I'm not sure exactly what happened. Um, I'll know, you know, by the time you're listening to this podcast. But but shout out to shout out to Coach John Shire. I mean, I know this isn't the first time that he's had to, you know act as head coach he's acted as head coach and wake forest just stormed back kept his poise in the huddle looked just like coach k drawing it up and the dukies hang on wake forest actually almost just banked in a full court i mean that would have been a full court buzzer beat i don't even know if he got it off 0.2 seconds left or not i'm not sure but college basketball is alive and well. Duke is the best team in the ACC, as they deserve to be for Coach K's final season. Um. Okay, the MLB, they're talking about not testing for steroids or not. And a lot of people say, well, this is going to ruin the sport, blah, blah, blah. Uh, my brother, it being one of them included, listen, 
if they're not going to test for steroids, why, why do you care? Don't, isn't the problem in baseball it's boring? It's too boring. No one wants to sit down and watch a baseball game. Why? Maybe because we're not seeing the home run ball like we used to. Maybe because it's turned into a pitcher's duel. Is that why? I mean, they got rid of the sticky icky last year, and we started to see some some more runs, some more balls leave the park. But if people were juicing, why does that bother you? Who cares? Why why do you care? More balls flying out of the yard, more souvenirs, more more everything, more more runs, more excitement, more bang, more boom, more pop. You don't want that. That's not something you want. I would be all for it. They could, you know what, Mike Trout, Ronald Acuna Jr., they, them boy Bryce Harper, Otani, they want to juice up. Let them juice up. But if they're gonna, if the, if the league's gonna allow it, why do you care? I think it makes it great for the game. I think it makes great baseball. The 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 one of the best eras of baseball was Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa knocking dingers out of the park, day in and day out. You want you don't you don't want to revert back to that. You wouldn't like to see Mike Trout, Ronald Acuna Jr. and and, and Bryce Harper, Pete Alonso going for 60, 70 homers again. Is it because it's is it because the is it because it's not cheating? Is that why? Because you don't necessarily know for sure. Because we didn't necessarily you didn't know for sure when when Sosa and McGuire were were juicing. You didn't know for that Barry Bonds was juicing, and then it came out that oh they're juicing. I don't know. I I think it'd be great for the sport. I gotta run. We'll talk next week. Cavs ball. I'm diving all into it. Big win for the Duke Blue Devils tonight. Burning River Buckets will be in action um, sooner rather than later. I haven't checked my calendar right now. I don't have it right in front of me. Um, but shout out to the Burning River Buckets. Follow them on Twitter. Follow us on the uh, Cleveland Sports Fan Facebook page. Cleveland Sports Fan Facebook page. Make sure to check out the merch um, on clevelandsportsfan.com. Burley Gunner, merch, wear it, rock it, love it. Gunner Gang, I'm out. We'll see you next week. Dog check, all that. Burley Gunner Show.